0: What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sir podcast. I'm so, so excited. This episode is extremely long overdue. A great, great friend of mine um, and just somebody who, like, is legit inspiration to me. So her name is Madison Lee. Um, she's a certified NBA agent, a graduate of Temple University, um, founder of Elevate X, co-founder, and then now the head of event management and sponsorships with Grady Sports Agency. So how are you feeling?
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, it is long overdue. We should have been having this conversation, yes. but I'm really excited to be here now. So yeah,
0: you've been good. ducking. That's why that's okay. Ducking.
1: I know. I've been, <laughs> I've been nervous. I've been nervous. I see all the other episodes come out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm like, <laughs>
0: no for so just to give everybody just background right so me and Madison met said great friend of mine um but what was it summer of 2020 yeah summer of 2020 COVID literally COVID I didn't have anything to do I was at home and um somebody sent me over this flyer and it was Joshua's Agent Academy first one ever and I was like okay I'm gonna take it I thought I wanted to be agent, so I signed up and in my cohort and in my class was Madison. And um, I just remember you, I remember you not even making a lot of the classes because you were so busy, but we had a group project and Madison was in my group along with two other the guys. And I just remember like, you just take an initiative and being like, okay, y'all, here's the presentation. Like, here's the template, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And um, our presentation was great too, but I just remember that moment, like from then on, I was like, ooh, like she, she's talented, and I think it's just for you. It's easy for your aura to come off as like a leader, a person who's serious but intelligent. And then ever since then, I've just been the biggest Madison fan, so always vouching for her. So I'm happy we work together now.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm literally the biggest Anaya fan. So. Oh my god, <laughs> I like, I, the same story. Just get you know, everything Anaya said, I really wasn't in. Whatever classes, but we had so much fun just finalizing the project and working together. So
0: yes, that was that was a really good experience, and then moving forward. Like, like talked about um, I had the opportunity to join working with Joshua you know before Madison did and now we're working together now Um, but I really want to start off because like I said a lot of titles in the beginning and I said how we met and how I know you but for me you know of course you want all of this to mean something so like my first question to you is when it's all said and done and you can't have it totally figured out now but like what's your intention or when you just When you're dreaming and you're imagining what will make you happy at this point in your life, like when it's all said and done, what is your perception of success for you?
1: That's such a hard question. And I've honestly toyed with that question for so long, especially mm-hmm. now, like, I'm in such a, like a transitional phase again like, in my life, like just graduating grad school. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I think success for me really just has to do with the impact that I leave for others and like mm-hmm. other young women within the space. Um, growing up, you know, there wasn't a lot of women that you could look up to. There's like those three, five that you like, okay, like, yeah, this is who I want to be. Right. Um, for Me, I didn't see anybody that I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like who I want to be as a person um a lot of people are very good at a lot of things and you know um there's this saying about like a jack of all trades but a master of none um but for me I think that um being a jack of all trades is is where I think I I shine and I don't want people to feel like they have to be siloed in this one space or even just in sport or even just like in entertainment just being an agent like It doesn't have to be like that. And being multifaceted across a number of industries and with a number of different people, I think, um, is really big for me. So Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to inspire the next generation to know that they don't have to be siloed into one space and to just see other young women in the number of spaces that I'm in.
0: That's good. Because I remember we had a conversation just a while ago, I think maybe we were in Miami and he was like, yeah, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And I feel like you had a completely different perspective back then than you did about it. Like then, like then it was like, girl, like, I don't know exactly what I want to specialize in and what I want to do. And now, like, it seems like you're comfortable and okay with that. Where does that comfortability come from? You know, like being unsure and uncertain of that. And now you're like, it's okay." like I'm not boxed in.
1: Yeah, I think like that's just what it has to do with. It's about not being boxed in. I had the opportunity literally just on an I yesterday to interview with Apple. And when you right. think about that, it's like, you're not, you're not able to do that if you're not doing something else. Right. So if I'm just focused on sport, my, my access to Apple isn't the same as if I'm now I'm working. I also work for Microsoft. So if I'm working for Microsoft, now I have access in tech mm. to a different, a totally different space, a totally different group of people where I can still do what I'm passionate about, but focus it on in, in the tech space. Um, so I think there's mm. just like little moments that like, click for me where it's like it's okay that you're not you're not going on one road all the time Um, there's there's different paths and there's different little avenues that you may take but they're all connected to that one road so I think that's Mm -hmm. yeah I just had that moment just clicked for me like
0: (laughs) that's good though because that leads into my next question perfectly so we talked about like the different titles the different roles you talked about okay I'm in sports but without this this um, experience with Microsoft I wouldn't have had to talk to Apple. What role for all the different roles we could talk, we're going to dive into it more, but like, okay, Elevate X, GSA, all of these different things. What role do you feel like they've played in the bigger picture for you? Or like, I don't know, what, what position do you feel like each role has contributed to you?
1: Yeah, no, I get that. And a lot of people, when I went to, when I was an undergrad at Temple, a lot of people are like, okay, what's your major? I was I was always sport and rec management with a concentration in event leadership, minor in legal studies. Everything for me is super calculated. I'm not going to mm. do anything without like the idea that there can be something else down the line. Um, I think that sport and tech have a lot of similarities in the way that Black women are perceived in those industries. So mm. no matter how I interacting in those industries, I know at the end of the day, it's always gonna impact my bigger goal, which is to impact Black young black women um, in different spaces so that they feel inspired to achieve whatever goals that they wanna achieve. So for me, every single position that I've had, whether it was starting as a ball girl for the Phillies or um, working at like Radio One Philadelphia, like how mm-hmm. does that work? How does that come together? Every single thing that like you do, you pull and pick from like the goals that you have for your life. And those those should all align in my in my eyes. They do. They all align to a bigger picture. Um, mm-hmm. so everything that I do has been pretty calculated. Um, mm-hmm. although things have like been sprung on me, it's like, oh, like what is this supposed to be? I just trust that God is placing it um in my lap for a reason and he knows my goals better than I do and knows what I want to do better than me. So mm,
0: that's Everything
1: is like pretty <laughs> pretty calculated, um, but all because of God. So
0: that's good. And 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 just talking about like calculation you ultimately made the decision, I want to go to Philly, I want to go to Temple. Coming from Connecticut, going there, like why Temple, first of all? Why Temple and why this major?
1: Yeah, so I originally wanted to go into um pharmaceutical sales I went to really pharmacy. yeah <laughs> and then what Into pharmaceutical sales um I just I had a love for like chemistry biochemistry get out yeah it's it so <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that now like he's like oh my gosh no um, but yeah I had a passion for it went to pharmacy like a pharmacy camp like a week-long thing and I was like yeah I hate this like, I'm like I can't I can't imagine doing this. So, um. I started like looking at different majors, mm-hmm. was inspired by what was going on in the sport industry at the time. You saw like the influx in marketing deals about like five, six years ago, like how people started actually branding themselves. Mm-hmm. It was much more calculated. It started to become much more calculated. I'm much more strategic. Uh, and I had a conversation with my dad one day and he was like, why don't you study sport and like become an agent? I was like, I don't know if I can do that. She's like, He's just like, you like sports, you enjoy being around this space and like there's money to be made. So, do it. So, yeah, I uh, looked at some schools. Um, Top schools at the time were UMass, University of Florida, and um, Temple. Mm. UMass was too close to home. University of Florida was a little bit far, but I still applied because I was like, I want to go far away. (laughs) Um, University of Florida was actually the first school that I got into, and I was like, oh, yep, I'm going there.
0: So, I think that just relates back to because like i was trying to figure out how to balance like that was my initial thing i was looking up top business schools indiana came up u of i like i was hell-bent on those things and then when i got here i feel like it was important to take advantage of the opportunity and for years and you really don't understand the importance of networking like until probably i would say like you get a little further and then you start seeing the impact but I know that we can relate in terms of like having to balance a lot at one time socially and with school. Talk to me about like that balance. And is there a balance? Like, is there such thing as balance to you? Do you integrate it? What is it?
1: Um, that's a good one. Balance is hard. I think that it doesn't exist. There's more of like you, there's never going to be balance in your life. There's never going to be success in the one basket, success in the other. You weigh them, they're equal. There's never going to be that in life. Um, so I think it's just about more like prioritizing what is important in this moment Um, and I think a lot of people are trying to find balance when in reality it's like all about prioritizing when it is most important to do xyz that's good um, so yeah there's there's not a lot of balance in life I don't think and honestly I don't think there should be right like I know that there's like this whole thing about like peace harmony balance is important to like your inner your mental etc but like at the end of the day it all comes down to prioritizing and making sure that what's important to you is is what you're focused on and I think that's where people oftentimes feel that they're like not in balance or like misaligned It's because like you're not prioritizing the things that are important to
0: you mm. in college did you feel like you needed a sense of balance
1: I thought I did, but then I realized, like, I'm doing a million and one things, but everything I'm doing, I love, mm-hmm. so, like, it didn't even matter. It was, like, it doesn't matter if I'm I'm going out with my friends and partying until 4 a.m. and then having to go to the station at 5 a.m. and getting out, <laughs> and I know I'm going to have a great time when I'm going down at, to the Roots picnic and having fun, and then I'll be, be there all day, and then, oh, I had to come home and do homework, but, like, I love what I study, so, like, it doesn't matter. It may suck, mm. but, like... I know I love what I study and I know that whatever I'm doing right now is getting me to the bigger picture so yeah yeah
0: that's good And because I know a lot of people have different effects on like their college experience and Mm -hmm. sometimes doing so much at one time you just set out a whole schedule you know partying one hour I got to go to the station I got to do this I got to do that how has balancing or having so much in your plate positively and or negatively impacted the habits that you have now?
1: Oh, that is a great question. And I ask myself <laughs> yes. that literally every day, because sometimes you get into the habit of doing things and being so busy that you don't know what it's like to not be busy. Mm. Um, and I went through that just graduating um, grad school, where now I'm not allocating 10 to 12 hours of my week to school now. So right. now the- 10 to 12 hours like what am I gonna do um and you're like okay do I, do I surround myself and do more work do I hang out with my friends do I do this but like it, again like I said it all comes down to prioritizing figuring out what's most important to you but like it I've created like some piss poor habits sleeping eating like mm. those types of things just because I'm not focused on myself like, mm. like my physical being but more focused on like, okay, who is Madison in five years? Who is Madison in 10 years? Right. Um, And I think that is, that, that's that been tough, like to mm. to stay in the now and say like, wow, like you're not where you should be presently. Like mm. you're thinking about the future too much or you're thinking about what's next. When if you live in the present here, you're going to see that, oh, you haven't like, you didn't eat all day. Or, yeah, <laughs> that's real. <laughs> yeah, like you just, you haven't drank any water today, like something as simple as that or like or like you literally you haven't taken a shower today like <laughs> and you're working from home and it's like okay you're doing things like on this cyclical trend it's like oh my gosh like gotta get it together I think routine mm. is important to that but it's hard to have a routine when
0: whenever yes. it that's real too because I, I mean I feel like you've done 10 times more but even for me like sophomore and junior year I had seen myself like go throughout the day and I'm like dang I don't But like, if I was in high school, I'd be starving, starving all day. Like, I don't know how I could go without a meal. And then now, like, I even do this sometimes now. I feel like we're just like, somebody texts you like, hey, can you meet for this time? And I'm like, yeah. And like, even in our planner, your day doesn't like list out, oh, you need to eat. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you you just see like, hey, this is a time block that's open to talk to somebody. And sometimes it's so hard to like, be like, okay, wait, 12 o'clock to one, I need to eat. Eat. Yeah. yeah, that's real. That's so real, and I think a lot of college students can relate to that. And just people who have a like mind like us, thinking always trying to think for thinking, and sometimes not being conscious of being where your feet are. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. No, okay. you
1: always say that. Be where your feet are, and I think I, like that's so true. Like mm-hmm. you got sometimes you just have to like be here. And yeah, good. Like sometimes people don't appreciate it here.
0: Yes, and i I've been like enjoying my peace more. So like, cause I'd be always so talking to everybody. I'm like, bro, I don't want to be bothered. At a certain time, I'm not texting back. Like I'm not doing anything. Oh. And that's so crazy. And okay, so I'm reading a book now, right? Will um, Smith's book. And okay. I feel like great, just mindset that relates to both of us. But he has some like gems in the book. Um, And when I was trying to think about like, where do I want to take this conversation with Madison, one of my favorite quotes in the book so far, I think like depicts me but it also just paints you too as a person right. Okay, so something that he said was something bad happens to us and we decide we're never going to let that happen again. But in order to prevent it, we have to be a certain way we choose the behaviors that we believe deliver safety, stability, and love. And we repeat them over and over again. In the movies, we call it a character. In real life, we call it a personality. How we respond to our fears, that is the person we become. And I was like, whoa. But I, this is a great question for me simply because like when I think of Madison, right? Great things. I think of assertive I think of a great leader, I think of being efficient, I think of having like an entrepreneurial mindset. And so when he, when like he talks about this, like that's the person we become, where does this stem from for you? Like, where does being assertive, being efficient, being on top of it, knowing like, I want to be my own boss initially or eventually, where does that stem from? Is that parents? Is that something you've experienced that you didn't like and you were determined that you would change it? Like, who is Madison and where does it come from?
1: Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Love <laughs> that Smith quote. Um, I think for me, like I'm I'm the only child, just like you. So
0: yes, yeah, terrible. I mean, I
1: mean, <laughs> I mean, it is, but our parents give us shower us with like attention, and this mm-hmm. there's this concept of like of of the only child, like there's stigma of only children mm-hmm. of how we can be. Um, and I think my parents, although they showered me with those things they let me know that like you're not like the best all the time like Mm. you are not always like it's not always Madison's world and I think like a lot of times parents and good parents shower their children with a lot of love a lot of affection but don't give them the tough love that they need all the time Mm. um and I think that that's like somewhere where it started like no matter what no matter where I am I'm always gonna have to work for what I want Mm. but when I get there I have to make, I have to know that this is what I want because when I get there, like there's no room for error. There's no room for that's good me to fail. So I think that it's allowed me from, from the beginning, like even when I was a kid, my parents say, I said, oh, I want to do dance. I went to dance class for a couple of weeks. I hated it. I said, I want to quit. No, there's a comment. <laughs> you, you, you got the part of the recital. So you need a get it together (laughs) and I think it was like five six years old and you're like okay like you don't think about it like until you're in situations like this where you're having a conversation about it and you're like oh my Mm. god like that moment was so important because had I not had my parents said okay yeah you can quit I'd probably been a quitter my entire life not my entire life but my entire childhood would have been a quitter yeah So it's moments like that where I realized I if I say I want it I have to genuinely want it because when I get there, there's no room to there's no room for error. There's no room to fail. There's no room for me to feel unsuccessful. Um, mm. it's, that doesn't necessarily have to do with what anybody else deems successful or a failure. But for me, whatever the want is, the goal is, I need to make sure that I'm going to be successful at it.
0: Ooh, OK, I like that. Ooh, OK. And then. Right. So you didn't quit. You went Mm -hmm. throughout your major, you got your degree, you got your bachelor's, whatever. And the first thing that you did during COVID was you got together with some friends and you decided that you were going to co-found a company. Um, To me, like that's the epitome of what we just talked about, like knowing it's whatever, like even, you know, sometimes I think with a college degree, people think you're warranted a full time position. And then when you get to that point, it's like, hey, I did all of this and there's no guarantee. And so with COVID, like with so much uncertainty, what was like the mindset behind starting Elevate, and why did you do that over choosing a nine to five? Sure.
1: So when COVID hit, couldn't get a job. I was <laughs> everywhere, like mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, I was at my senior internship, which was full time. I was at Wasserman, so I was looking at a few other agencies. Mm-hmm. I was looking at just a few, a few other teams within the like the NFL, NBA, seeing where I could get my feet in in the sport world. Right. I was having interviews. April, May, springs around, and they're like, "Yeah, we're on the hiring freeze, so all the interviews Ooh. stop." And these are like, at this point, you're in like last round of interviews because they know you're about to graduate. Yeah, they're looking to hire you. So yeah, it was really tough. And when I started getting those calls, like, "We're on hiring freeze," "We're on hiring freeze," "We're on hiring freeze," I had a conversation with um someone, and they were like, "Just start a business." and I was like I mean that sounds so easy but like what does that mean yeah so I sat down for I mean you're not doing anything school's done I was on an internship that got shut down so I was doing nothing all day so I was doing was thinking I was just thinking about like what am I gonna do how am I gonna be successful like what is next um, and then I thought about the idea of starting a business. I always wanted to do it. But like I said, I'm very calculated in like my approach to things. Mm-hmm. Why would I start a business when I have no experience in business, when I have no no nine to five experience? Um, it didn't make sense to me. Like, that's not my nature to like do something where you're not prepared for. Yeah. Um, but I think, like a lot of people say, there's no way to be prepared to start a business. So I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so I got got Gabby and Josh together. Um, we had went to Temple together. Um, so we just came together and started the business. Um, I think I really was one of the one who kind of brought the idea to the table. Um, mm-hmm. but I knew I couldn't do it alone and I knew that they had other experience that would be of value um, mm. to to contribute to to whatever we were gonna do. And initially, and and as you know, Elevate has kind of disbanded. Yeah, but the goal of Elevate was achieved. A lot of people think that, oh, it's a failed business. No, the goal of Elevate was achieved. The goal of Elevate was to be a stepping stone to our next, to our next careers, was to be a stepping stone to whatever we were going to achieve next. Um, It was never supposed to be something that was going to last forever. Had it, had it last forever, we would have been very grateful. But the goal of Elevate was for us to gain tangible, hands-on experience, starting Mm -hmm. a business for one, and then meeting with brands, having conversations with brands in a way that would allow us to now, Gabby, work for SACS um now josh start his own media company have right. a client for me go to microsoft and figure out okay like this is this is somewhere that where i can leverage experience to go elsewhere or do something that so that's yeah good. elevate was achieved
0: but a lot of people don't know that <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's a good point too because i think a lot of people from the outside end, it's like oh it failed but yeah. i think a lot of people never know what our intention was when we started something and I think that's like something that people have to learn but but just for me too like I commend you because I don't know about you but for me like when I have ideas I really hold them tight Mm -hmm. and I'm very careful about who I tell and I could trust you the utmost and I'm like I just I don't know I want to keep this to myself like you know How did you feel comfortable to have this idea? Even though you had a good relationship with them and they're reliable and you know they would do work, you can still have doubts because it's yours. How did you feel comfortable to open it up so it can come from like yours to ours?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think for me, it just came down to the point that like, I knew I couldn't do it alone. And who are the people that I trust the most right now? Who are Mm. the people that I know have the experience that they're not going to be offended if it doesn't work out? They're not going to be, hurt if like this is just a temporary thing but they also know that like they know the goal they know the vision I think right. that that's the easy the, the best way to put it there's no it's hard to to give people you know your full self and your full anything ideas self mm-hmm. it's very hard but I think it just it really just comes down to you know the trust Honestly, yeah. the trust.
0: Ooh. okay and let's talk about trust so people, you know, who were deciding to partner with Elevate. I mean, there were athletes, different influencers, etc. cetera. One, you guys like for me, how did you trust yourself? Because you never ran a business before, but you guys were negotiating on behalf of people, influencers. And like in your hands, this is the amount of money I'm getting for a check. How did you like build the confidence, you know, to negotiate, but also like build the confidence to give advice to these influencers to like know their worth, like you're worth this much. And this is the fee you should charge.
1: Yeah. I think it honestly came down to transparency. Like I think a lot of people take transparency for granted um, because a lot of people in the sport world specifically are feeding you a dream. Um, Mm. Agents feed you a dream, brands feed you a dream, teams feed you dreams. So the whole idea for us was the only way that you're going to be able to to trust us if, is if we're transparent from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to feed you this long story about <laughs> know, who we are and like what we are going to be. I'm going to tell you who we are right now. You can get on board or get lost and that's that's like really how mm-hmm. we how we navigated. It's a lot of people that said no um and then came back 3 6 months later wanting to work mm-hmm. and like oh no we're too we're too busy. We're
0: Ooh. too busy. oh that's a good one that's a good okay let's touch on that so okay because I feel like I experienced this a lot with like my podcast too like there are people who was like "No, left me on red or whatever and then it's people who like hey yeah I love to I'm okay how do you know because I think sometimes like in the industry and like me you Joshua and Rodney have this conversation all the time even with athletes like knowing when you should be like okay let me be cordial you know have the relationship or like I'm okay, I have respect for you, but I, I don't want to be involved in business with you anymore. Yeah. As a, as, especially as a person, like, coming in new where people say you don't have a lot of credibility and you're trying your best to get as much as possible. How do you know when, like, to find the balance between, like, no, I'm okay, or no, like, let's try it again?
1: I think that's, that's a hard question. And, like, honestly, it comes down to, like, you and your gut. That's mm. what I always intuition. You know if somebody's actually rocking with you or if somebody's just like, okay, now they're up, so let me hop on the bandwagon. Yep. I think there's people who consistently show, like, I'm supporting you. We may not have been able to work together right now, but, like, I'm still supporting you. I'm still commenting. I'm still sharing. I'm still, you know, Mm. checking to make sure you're good. But, like, there's other people who are, they just see you come up and they had Mm. conversations with you six months ago and now you're up and it's a different story yeah um, so I think th- there's a there's a fine line but honestly I think it really comes down to it really just comes down to your gut like mm. and do you really want to work with somebody who who did you like that who's right to turn around and work with somebody else because they have they're doing xyz or and obviously I think experience has a lot of things to do with a lot I'm not yeah. gonna like doubt that but I also do think um it's important to remember that like just because somebody else, they were they were where you were months ago or years yep. ago, like they were exactly in the same boat. So I don't, I don't know. I think that like if people trust you, you're transparent from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and they rock with you, they rock with you. If mm. they don't, they don't. And yeah, I mean, maybe we can touch base down the line, but the prices won't <laughs> be the same. The prices <laughs> the same in the time
0: period.
1: That's just it. But
0: um, yeah, no, I think it just comes down to that feeling. Mm, OK. And then with Elevate and just even now, like I feel like since I've met you, you've done a lot of what we call pivoting, like mm-hmm. Elevate, disbanded, pivoted to the nine to five, pivoted to, you know, microfoss, now pivoting to GSA. And now I'm possibly wanting to pivot somewhere else and having different conversations for people who may be afraid. When do you know is the right time to pivot?
1: ah that's a hard one <laughs> um somebody told me when I was at the rate when I was working in radio that was like my sophomore year of college they said you should always you shouldn't always be looking for your next move but you always you should always have your next move in mind um mm. and I think that it just comes he's like you know you know you know when you you wake up unhappy you know mm. when you're not you're not as passionate as you used to be. You're not always going to be as passionate all the time, but there comes a time when you're like, I just can't do this anymore. Like it comes a time when your emotions start to take over you when you're doing a particular job or Mm -hmm. you're doing a particular task. Um, And I think when that moment happens, it's like, all right, let's figure out what's next. It may not really be like, oh, let's change companies completely, but like, maybe it's okay. Let me step back from brand partnerships and let me just focus on events. Or let mm. me step back from you know taking these types of classes, and let me try to take these ones next semester. Mm. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. Like it's just again, really again, a gut feeling, but also just like you know, like you just you just know. But just trust yourself. People, just trust yourself. I think a lot of people don't trust the 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 feelings that they feel. Ooh. Like you, it's the same. Literally, I don't do like the whole relationship thing, but it's literally like in relationships, butterflies aren't always good. <laughs> like, <laughs> When the butterflies are good butterflies and when they're not. And I think a lot of people don't always understand feelings and emotions within themselves because they don't know themselves.
0: Ooh, that's real. And, and speaking of advice, let's let's finish it off with something really good. So I'm sure, you know, listening, there are going to be women listening. They're going to be men listening. But something we have in common is like we're both women and black women at that. Um, people always ask the question of like, what advice would you give? But I don't want to ask that. I want to ask what advice would you give to a younger black girl um, that's unpopular, that a lot of people may not be willing to admit or they might agree with in their mind, but people usually don't say out loud that like, you know, it's true. And maybe you wish you would have heard.
1: So they're they're not popular.
0: Yeah, so it could be like something, I don't know, something that's not popular. Like something that we don't hear a lot of people say or a lot of people aren't willing to admit. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I was gonna say the cliche like, (laughs) so much cliche there's so many like cliche things I can say um gosh I think I would say say no more and oh god (laughs) oh my god this is such a hard question like I I think like I wish something I wish I knew when I was like younger was that like no matter what like life goes on and like everybody's not gonna like you everybody's Mm. not gonna be your friend everybody's not gonna care about what you have going on Mm -hmm. and the only like the biggest advocate for you is you So, like, make sure that you know who you are, that you're true to yourself, and that what other people say to you shouldn't impact the way you
0: feel about yourself, good or bad. Mm. Mm. Okay, I got a quick follow-up for that, right? Um, I think something that, that, like, I've been relating to a lot is, like, everybody's not going to like you, but also you're not going to like everybody. Mm -hmm. and that's okay too like this may be somebody's favorite person within the industry and you can be like I can't stand this person or whatever it is or you just feel like they (laughs) aren't as genuine as you everybody perceives them to be Mm -hmm. um and the sports industry is so small too right Mm -hmm. and everybody like knows each other so for people you know for a girl who may not like an individual or may not feel like that person is the best for her what do you have to say
1: don't fake it (laughs) <laughs> I say don't fake it I, I think like people can can sense when like you don't like somebody or you don't like something so mm-hmm. don't fake it. don't force it no matter where they are in the industry don't force it there's mm-hmm. somebody else out there doing what you want to do who will actually like you so don't <laughs> try to force a relationship with somebody that you know is just up it's up yeah it's up. if that's not it's not the person that matches your values and your goals
0: Ooh. Y'all heard it here on the You're Wrong Sir podcast. Madison, where can everybody find you?
1: Oh, Instagram and TikTok. We're getting that TikTok <laughs> following up. Um, it's Maddie Lee, four E's after Maddie and four E's after Lee.
0: Okay, thank you, Madison. I really appreciate you for hopping on. For everybody listening, don't forget to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, um, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever we're streaming. But we appreciate you for hopping on. I hope this was extremely fruitful for everybody listening. Uh, We out.